Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. A slew of economic data out today. Japan's factory output fell in September for the first time in four months, while South Korea's industrial output fell in September as well, but for the third month in a row. And disappointing data out from China as well, with factory and services activity falling on relentless COVID curbs. And joining us on the phone today to tell us what this tells us about the respective economy and what to also expect for that upcoming U.S. Fed interest rate decision later this week is Vishnu Varathan, head of economics and strategy Asia at Mizuho Bank. Vishnu, welcome back to the show. Great to be back, Hongbin. Thanks for having me. Hi. Okay, so several economic data out today in the region with industrial production and retail sales data out from Japan and South Korea. Any surprises there for you? Not particularly. Uh, I mean, we, we have been seeing signs that, uh, that there could be a bit of dampening of in, in consumption. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's also in line with expectations that, that the higher co- cost push Mm. Uh, is, is eating into demand. So I think no major surprises per se. Mm-mm. But what does this tell us about their economy? Are we seeing a slowdown in their economic growth? This is inevitably so, actually. Um, and, and, and the suspicion is that uh, there could be more headwinds ahead. Mm-hmm. That's a bad phrasing, but yes. Um, and, and, and I think by and large, uh, we, we perhaps need to be quite mindful of, of air pockets uh, in activity uh, as we might see some uh, pickup ahead of the year end, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a positive inflection mm-hmm. uh, that will last through 2023. Mm, I see, I see. And now let's talk about, you know, China's manufacturing PMI for October as well. That was out this morning. What do those figures tell us? I think it validates the point that, you know, despite seeing uh, a surprise acceleration uh, in, in September's industrial production, mm-hmm. uh, and, and despite better than expected Q3 GDP that, that uh, as you pointed out, the, the on and off COVID lockdowns mm. do have an impact. It, 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 it does pose uh, quite a bit of impediments to the economy. And, and that also, I think, uh, will perhaps pose a bigger question as to whether, whether China would be able to revive uh, you know, baseline growth or not. Right, right. And we saw that, you know, um, during that party congress, Xi Jinping did not show any let up in um, the COVID zero policy. So does that mean that we can expect further contraction in the PMI in the coming months as well? There's certainly a risk that we we will see uh, quite a few stumbles along the way. To China's credit, though, what they have been quite good at doing is keeping the the supply side of the economy, that the industry is going even if they lock down. But as we can see from the non-manufacturing uh, PMIs, that collapse was even even harsher. Mm. Uh, that that contraction was, and and so uh, the broader point uh, resonates with what you just said, which is uh, you can't have it both ways. That the, the economy, there will be some payback in the economy if if the restrictions are going to be uh, binding. Mm-mm. And also back in the spotlight this week is the U.S. Fed. And the last time I think we had you on the show, we were talking about the U.S. Fed as well. Um, And you talked about how you were always wrong about your guesses (laughs) on how many basis points the Fed will hike. So this time round, um, it seems like they are set to make uh, 75 basis points this week. Are you placing your bets on 75 basis points? There's some comfort in being wrong with the masses. So 
that seems to be the so safest option to go in the 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, the consolation is, you know, even as, as markets were betting early on a, on a double 75 in November and December, we, mm-hmm. we thought that they should step down to a 50. Mm-hmm. I think nothing is cast in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the interesting thing to watch uh, with the Fed uh, is, is really this. I, I mean, markets have pretty much come around to uh, the guidance from the Fed that rates will be higher. Mm. But le- less so, I mean, there's less of an alignment between markets and the Fed as to the, uh, as to the second part of the guidance, which is for longer. So markets mm. are betting the Fed will, uh, you know, get, get cold feet and, and capitulate by the second half of next year. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Fed is saying, no, they're going to stand firm on, on higher rates. Mm. And I think that's where we could see a lot more volatility arising depending on how that expectations gap, uh, you know, works itself out. Mm. Could there even be a slight possibility that they will suddenly have a pivot, a dovish pivot, and increase their interest rate to 50 basis points this week instead of 75? That would be a surprise uh, for two reasons. One is, I, I think the, the messaging around the Fed, they've been quite uh, clever about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the messaging on on uh, you know look uh, on on the possibility of a dial back has referenced uh, further down the road December or 2023 very few have alluded to November mm. and the data itself i mean uh, we just saw core pce uh, the the the, the uh, inflation measure of wider mm. GDP being very sticky and elevated. Right. We also see the Fed continue to say the job market is pretty hot. Mm. Uh, so they've, they've got no basis to do that. Uh, but like, but uh, you know, I, I like that you, you brought that up because that's really the left field uh, that markets ought to think about so they don't get you know, shocked. Mm-mm. And I was reading this article earlier today and I was talking about how some investors may not be ready for a slowdown in hikes, especially because they are, you know, we've seen this whole trend, right, with markets when the Fed sticks to their aggressive policy. And a lot of people have also invested in the dollar um, as they hope to see a surge in the dollar. So do you think, you know, there will be a lot of market volatility if, let's say, Powell even hints at a dovish policy? I think certainly the, the dollar is one place where we could see a lot of volatility uh, for two reasons. And mm-hmm. one is, as, as you rightly pointed out, uh, a lot of the hawkish Fed bets are baked in uh, and, and positioned in the dollar. And, and mm-hmm. so a lot of the adjustment could come from that. The other reason is because the dollar is not such a uh, simple creature. I mean, it, it, it's really complex. Mm. Uh, and, and one of the other aspects of it is that, you know, soon after the monetary policy uh, differentials are priced in, markets mm-hmm. begin to realize or, or you know, back away from the fact that there's no alternative to the dollar because they see the eurozone uh, perhaps teetering on a, on a recession, uh, UK having its own struggles. And, and so the counterbalance to the dollar is, is not coming about as it should have in the previous Fed tightening cycles. The, the peak dollar came a lot sooner. Mm. Uh, and, and, and we just are struggling to find it right now. And before we wrap up this interview, you know, it is the last day of October. What should we be looking out for in the new month of November? <laughs> oh, uh, in, in Guns and Roses fashion, I wanted to say November rain. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the other aspect of it is we also need to you know, keep in mind that we, we are not the only ones who are puzzled by this. A lot of central banks are also trying to read the Fed. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and just for this week, uh, the Reserve Bank of India has an off-cycle meeting just after the Fed, right, just, right. You know, just, just in case they need to move. So that tells us everything we need to know, which is we don't know enough. Yeah, and it, it comes right after the Fed meets, right? The Reserve Bank of India? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so I, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. So that tells us enough, I think.
<laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, Vishnu, for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. We've been speaking with Vishnu Varathan, head of economics and strategy Asia at Mizuho Bank. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.